Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Rooster Teeth Podcast. I'm Bernie Burns. I'm Jed. I'm Aaron. I'm Chris. That was, they almost kept up with it. <laughs> they almost. <laughs> they <were> like, <laughs> just, just got past me. Should we try it again? We went the yeah. opposite direction. Is that what it was? I think that's what it was. Yeah, get the yep. thumbs up. <laughs> All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Rooster Teeth Podcast. I'm Bernie. I'm Chad. I'm Aaron. I'm Chris. I wish you guys had gone the other way this time. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. Sorry for the audio podcast listeners. We just had a really funny thing with our introductions going the opposite way on the couch as they normally do. Happy Labor Day. Day. Labor Day. Day. Everybody? Or Memorial Day, whichever one it is. I have to always stop. It should be easy because Memorial is May. Right. Oh, right. So that should be. I just literally just came up with that myself, Chris. Like okay. we're sitting like, here. Oh, I didn't know that. Was <laughs> like, M, yeah, that M, yes, that makes sense. Yeah. So and it's weird. So what does Labor Day celebrate? Like what is this? Just people who work? Well, it sounds like a day where you should work harder. <laughs> I'm glad double down. To get off, yeah. but you know. Hey, I admire your attitude, employee. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great <laughs> idea. It's my first and last time on the Rooster Teeth podcast. So <laughs> thanks for having me. We are. We're going to introduce the Screw Attack philosophy to Rooster Teeth. <laughs> Everyone works twice as hard on Labor Day. No, please God, don't let that get out there. As instead of having the, uh, we have the day off. You know. So, uh, do you, Chris? Do you find it's interesting when we have a day official day off at the company? I don't know if it really works that way, though. Yeah, right. Like, I see, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. To, to me. And I was talking actually I was talking to Josh about this last night. What did you Patrick Hill? Sponsors. Yep. Oh, sp- sponsors. You don't get me sponsors. So our sponsors today want to thank them for sponsoring the Rishi podcast are ProFlowers and Squarespace. My <laughs> 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 dramatic pause. More on that soon. <laughs> thank you, bro. You see, listen, Patrick really misses when Gus isn't here because Gus is a professional broadcaster. I am not. <laughs> I'm a color man. I'm here for my looks. <laughs> I don't know if they heard I'm Patrick. here for my looks. Patrick got a good hearty laugh at that. The well, anyway, it's like to me a, a holiday at work is just a day whenever there's other people who aren't available for working stuff. Does that make sense? Like you might, I might still be working on a holiday, but there are other other people in the office. Like like you can't go do accounting and ask about accounting. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, and you, yeah, would you? It's fair to say your schedule in general is pretty fluid anyway. Yeah. 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 Very much so. Because it's more. It's, it's my, I feel like my job's so much so objective based. Sometimes you don't know what day it is, right? You're just like, I know it's T minus two until this is done, and mm-hmm. you don't you don't think Thursday. Right? Yeah, it's like, like what day is it? Well, it's day thirteen. That's yeah. all I know. You're <laughs> in day 13, thirteen of production, and that's it. Well, we got so used to not having holidays because, like conventions, it's cheaper for them to book over a holiday with a hotel. So that's why you see so many conventions during holidays. And so we will always be out at some event. And then we get back, and it's just back to work. And I was like, oh, that was a holiday that we missed again. Did you guys do that thing for years and years, which is like, we're going to get ahead. Like, oh, yeah. talk about that? Yeah. Like, this mythical goal of getting ahead <laughs> on production? Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't happen. It's always, it's always the, the, the curse of production. We talked about it before, which is, if you have a deadline, then you just work up until the deadline. And you end up mm-hmm. kind of, in, in a lot of ways, when you're creating stuff, you end up trying to push those deadlines sometimes, too, to get things more done. The idea, though, that you could ever like finish something and you say, okay, this is complete and done and it's perfect. That just moment never, ever comes yeah. ever. Mm-hmm. So you will work right up until the last minute on anything. It's the, it's the mindset of like, if I didn't work up to the last minute, then obviously I didn't make it as good as it could have been. I left something on the table. Yeah, yeah. I left something on the table. And it's like, well, maybe you didn't, I mean, or maybe you did, but that's it getting into my head. But I mean, you might increase it by 0.1% in quality or who, you know, some intangible, but like you probably could have taken that day and been okay and not, you know, I don't know. We, I mean, we, we talk about that all the time, struggle with that. It's like, what, where do you balance that, that life of pushing all the way to the end and then also having a life afterwards, you know, like actually <laughs> yeah. going and enjoying bowling with your friends like you should be. 
or I don't know, whatever you're gonna do. But. Well, Aaron, Aaron, I think you, you and Chris and, and and Josh as well. You guys are in kind of a unique position in the company where you guys are very project based. Yeah. Chad, you work on Death Pedal all the time. Yeah, like 365 days a year. Yep. same project. That right? and top tens. Yeah, all of our shows. So we we have we have a routine that we do. So you guys take breaks ever? Uh, we usually take some time off in January. Yeah. Uh, it's our one chance to try and get like a little bit ahead for the year. Yeah, but the problem is like you're saying like, especially so our 3d animator Torian I cannot get that guy to stop working like that's I mean yep. as a manager I'm just like please go home like stop working And so anytime I get him like more resources or like hey, let's give you more time per episode like he eats sleeps and breathes animation So then he's just like well I can use that time to make it even better and he does and like I will get this crazy animation and I'm like this is awesome, but damn it go home like have a life uh, There's been a huge upheaval. I don't know if you guys saw it on Twitter. Um, there was this big upheaval about crunch, specifically as it relates to video games and, mm -hmm. and tech stuff, um, which is a huge problem in the industry is crunch. Um, and everything goes into it. Production, any kind of production of any kind, whether it's, you know, animation like we do here, just general production for like live action stuff. And then for video games, sometimes those crunches are like a year, mm -hmm. 12 months. And some people work 18 hours a day, you know, six days a week or more. Uh, for months and months at a time, and it's it's uh, there's been a lot of high profile uh, incidents uh, in the news. Like EA had this uh, EA spouses, I think it was what it was, because it was wives or spouses, I shouldn't say which wives, spouses of EA employees who were against crunch because it was destroying family life. Mm. Absolutely, know? yeah. Whereas for here, we just have fucking dogs barking yeah. in the background. <laughs> we're shooting this in an alleyway right we, now. We're, yeah. just like, we're in a junkyard yeah. on the wrong side of town. What is who is that? Is that is that rebel barking? <laughs> Probably right. What are the chances? You just hear gunshots and dogs. And really <laughs> that's been. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, that's all I had to say. Special podcast. <laughs> but I hate crunch. I hate it. Uh, you know, and it's like as as a manager, like you know, you were just talking about that. You don't want to. You don't want to ever give the impression that you want someone to do it. Yet myself, as an artist, I absolutely did that stuff. Like for Red mm -hmm. versus Blue, mm -hmm. I worked my ass off and stay up all night and then go back to my my day job and then come back. So it's kind of like. I always run into this huge dilemma of I don't want to tell people they have to do it, so I don't want to go that direction, but I also don't want to go all the way the other direction and tell them if they want to do it that they can't do it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But it, I do feel a responsibility when I see people like, yep. you know, working 12 hours in a day. It's like I say it all the time. I say it to Ellie all the time. It's like, stop. Go home. Go home. Don't work on this this weekend. You know, we did a badass vlog this week in uh, Vegas where she was firing a mounted machine gun out of a helicopter. What? <laughs> yeah. What? So, uh, she, uh, well, she's training. Do you know the thing that we're doing in the I vlog? I know the training, yeah. but I didn't know about helicopter cannons. Yeah. It's like a Huey or something, like a Vietnam copter? Yeah, she's like it? in the side seat, like, like firing at these, uh, like, trucks and cars that they have on the side of a mountain. She's How like, do we wow. sign up for that? Yeah, just, uh, go, you have to, uh, run my schedule for six months. <laughs> <laughs> I get bored of them doing that, and it's like, go do something better than that, you know? It's like, I, it's, it's the curse of Rushi. You have to turn everything into a show, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It's just like, it's just our nature kind of a thing. I feel mm -hmm. really bad. Ellie was, like, playing guitar the other day. Uh, in stage five and Chris and I were working in here and Ellie's got she's got like a beautiful singing voice and, and all that stuff Not many people know that that's she, true. Yeah. yeah, and um, but I thought she was playing this thing and it was so just you know lovely and angelic so I stuck my head outside the door. And I said, "Shut off that goddamn music!" <laughs> and she just stopped. And I was like, "Oh man, I should go tell." And so I walk up and and she and I walked up and I said, 
Uh, you know, I, I didn't really mean that when you, you know, I like because I had talked to her about it before and she's like crying. I didn't know that was you I thought someone was yelling at me I, I thought that they'd finally, you know Done too much and blah blah blah. And I was like now nah, you're fine go back to I don't know where she's gonna work next or when but she'll go into that interview and they'll go tell us about your previous job She goes I don't want to talk about it yeah. <laughs> like, uh, Just can we not discuss just a it single tear just goes down Well, I, I took off eight years yeah. from work and that, this is a black hole in my resume at this point speaking of which do you guys ever have that like explaining your job to people when you get put into that environment like oh so what do you do and like I first I'm always just like you too you know and like they'll, hope just, yeah. they'll just be satisfied with that answer you can say that now you couldn't say that like that's six true. years ago exactly yeah, right yeah. that's like a grace that you can say YouTube and at least people understand basically what you're talking about right yeah. uh, the problem is with death battle it's so nerdy because then like oh really oh, I love YouTube what do you do and it's like well you ever wondered which character that's fictional would win in a fight to the death you know, they're like, no? And I'm like, well. Really? I, would think, I mean, I would think that's like such a concept that so many people get. I mean, the amount of views that Death Battle gets, you know, big, biggest show in the Rishi's Network in terms of views for what comes in. You know, what's your average views per episode? Oh, um, I mean, usually we'll get it like 1.3 within a week. Yeah. Uh, and then it really depends on the topic. Uh, so we've like Goku versus Superman's coming up on like 40 million. Yeah, so it's crazy. Crazy. So yeah. people and people like they get it. It's like, like that's the thing I think about Death Paddle is that it's got this broad appeal that people just understand because they've all had those dumb conversations with the friends, you know? Like I always said, way back when the podcast first started, we tried to figure out what would be the nerdiest conversation you could have, uh -huh. and it was an argument over whether or not a lightsaber could cut through adamantium. That would be <laughs> the nerdiest possible conversation. <laughs> And uh, then we brought that up, and of course we got pounded, like in the forums of like, well, of course this can't happen. The facts. <laughs> oh yeah, <no. laughs> the facts. That's yeah. like half your job is like researching facts, right? Yep, lots, Imaginary lots, and lots facts. of soul-crushing nerdy research, because uh, we decided to actually determine who would win in a fight to the death. So, the other shows that have ever done this are always like, oh, who do you think would win? We kind of think this. Tell us in the comments, and they leave it to a vote. And so, you know, when Ben created the show, he's like, no, I want to I want to settle it. Science. Yeah, exactly. Pure We're going to science the shit out of this. Yeah, people's um, like heads explode at the end and everything. Beloved characters are like decimated by the end of this thing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So one of them dies, which instantly pisses off like half the audience immediately. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, because like, you know, they're there to root for their favorite character, and oh, we just murdered they're it. They're to ruin it. Dude, I've gotten death threats. I from, believe it. From Goku versus Superman, especially. Ben and I both, really bad. Uh, I had a person wish uh, cancer upon my family and that I should take uh, the fastest way down off of uh, the highest skyscraper I could find. Uh, just all this stuff. And it's like, it's a fictional character, dude. <laughs> like, I'm a fan of Goku. But it too. is canon, right? <laughs> yeah, right? That's it. I know. They even, we did the Meta versus Carolina episode. Yeah. yeah. Right? We still get people being like, that's not how it would go. And I was like, we literally worked with <laughs> the people who created yeah. these episodes. They said this is how it would go. And they even debate that. So anyway, it's fun. But debate's a big part of the show. And, and I was like, when it first came up, I was like, all right, well, just I don't want to know how it ends. Like, I literally didn't <laughs> want to know, like, how it would end up. So, and we, you know, the funny thing is we've actually, some of these battles you've seen, like, where characters do face off, just nobody dies, right? And so then you guys can take it and take it to the point where... We, you know, we haven't really done that other than like uh, we did a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Battle Royale. Uh, that was that'll hurt your childhood if you watch that one. That was good. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so normally we do stuff that like kind of the appeal of the show is that these characters would never meet up, you mm -hmm. know. And so like we get to kind of it's almost like writing fan fiction, you know, like of what it's this cool thing of these two universes coming together and then you know they fight to the death. Uh, but yeah, we we have talked about that where characters haven't actually ever 
like they may exist in the same universe, but they've never truly like tried to fight to the death and they're just to meeting for the first time and fighting for the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been ra- <laughs> writing all those hate comments, Chad. It's, it's been you the whole time. <laughs> I'm right. trying to find an avenue to explain <laughs> that, but they're wishing the cancer on. That's terrible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why would you do that, man? What's well, like? Have you seen my family? Well, really quick before we move on, <laughs> if someone is seeing you for the first time, like they've only ever watched Rooster Teeth stuff specifically, mm-hmm. what would be the first episode that you would recommend someone watch of Death Battle to introduce <sighs> them to the series? Oh man, I'll tell you what. It's the most recent one, and I'm super excited about it. Uh, so we did Balrog from Street Fighter versus TJ Combo from uh, Killer Instinct, and it is a boxing match. It's actually, it's really special. I love the amount of effort that went into this episode because uh, we're big fighting game fans. Yeah, and so like it was a passion project for everyone involved, mm-hmm. and. I feel it's like Torian's best animation that he's ever done. Really? It's unbelievable. Okay, great. Yeah. So. And I remember I walked into your office and was talking to you guys about that, like, well in advance. Like, uh, Yeah, they said I was out, uh, and yeah. they, I was somewhere else, and they, they were like, oh, Bernie came by, he's talking about the fight, and he's like, thought it was really cool. He's like, you should get it on that Mayweather fight. Yeah, I was trying to figure out, like, something we could do for, like, Death Battle, the McGregor-Mayweather fight was coming up. It was, like, two months out, but there's still all this mountains of hype for it. And then I was like, we should do something that's like related to that somehow. And they just let me know they were doing a boxing one. I was like, that's perfect. <laughs> did you watch the fight? I did. I, I, you know, I didn't. Power was out because of Hurricane Harvey, which we should talk about in a minute, too. But yeah, I was that that was the my first time. I went without power for 28 hours, Ooh. which is oh. li- li- look in the in the spectrum of things that have happened to people during the storm. That's like nowhere on the scale. But I just right. yeah, I didn't have access to anything. Uh, and then I ended up leaving and going to Vegas while my power was still out. That made me really nervous because it's yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. that, hope everything's good. Yeah, or it's like you're there and all of a sudden your power comes back on. It's like, it's not the usual leave the house of like, did I leave the curling iron on or stuff? You don't know. Like, no, it just kicks no. back on. It's like, oh yeah, I actually left her curling iron plugged in. She's like a weapons grade. Looks like it looks like a, the world's like most dangerous dildo. It's a curling iron. It's. I mean, it would, be, it would be. It would be. It would be. Yeah. It would be if they marketed it that way. They're just they're just one marketing meeting away from having the world's most dangerous dildo. But it's this like it's this black rod that comes with a like a Kevlar thermal glove, and then she curls her hair with this thing. But there's no like I don't know much about beauty products. All the curling irons I know they had the little clip. Bitty thing like there's a big yeah, long yeah, clip. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and uh, it doesn't have that. It's just the rod part, and then she wraps it. I guess I saw a video on YouTube where a girl burned her hair off using it. Oh my god! And uh, Ashley has like what severely burned herself, like on her neck and her shoulder, oh. like a uh. couple of different times with this thing. I don't like this thing in the house. I want it out. <laughs> so, but I was worried about that thing. I was convinced that was like power comes back on more Vegas and it like slowly burns through the house like from the second floor like burns its way down through the foundation yeah, could the curling you. iron go through adamantium oh my god that would be the new death battle Bernie's house versus curling iron that's it there, look that's it. the thing that's it that looks innocuous doesn't it Aaron that, Wait, that is a vibrator I didn't yeah that. probably yeah, she's just convinced you real well this probably whole time is. actually it looks like a little vacuum cleaner like it has different attachments and stuff like <laughs> you get a little it's even got the uh, velvet glove like. it even has all the different uh, attachments here it goes all the way down from Bernie up to Max. Have you heard this about Max? Max has enormous balls. Have you no. heard this? Oh, I no. believe that. It's just like a thing. Everybody, everybody's laughing over that. here. Is this true? I've heard this. No. I mean, I, I haven't. I don't know for. I, I, I've talked to Max enough to get the sense that he has. Enormous <laughs> balls. You know, he just. He seems like he just swing around. I mean, who knows what his penis looks like? Wait, wait, wait. He's just like. Well, <laughs> is it like the balls themselves? Or Let's the get him sack? in here. Can we get? Can we call Max over? Tell him to wear something revealing. Well, well, well. I imagine Max has the kind of balls that like they fold up over his 
penis, you know, like when he wears Why you things, why? Like, why would like you a bow? Like a, like a drawbridge? Just something I think about at night when I before I go to sleep. <laughs> but like there's so much balls that where else are you get it like they just kind of Are you talking about the balls themselves or the sack? Like the 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 Wait, like wouldn't, that, just, wouldn't that indicate both? I, mean, not I don't know. Exclusive. I mean, I don't know. If you're like, really it's funny. Bo- if it's a tiny sack and, and really big balls, <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like skin tight balls. <laughs> See, I was picturing the opposite, and he's like a flying squirrel. Well, it's like you know? when you vacuum seal. He something. is in the art department. We can just have him draw us a photo. Just a little picture he can draw us. Oh, he'll send a picture. Perfect. He'll send, Max will send a picture of his. Balls. I'm gonna, I'm gonna text him and say, Max, is it okay <laughs> if we talk about if we talk about your balls? Well, it's a little late for that. What's that? Uh, we can uh, we can go back to the hair dildo. We can either edit this or fire him before it airs. <laughs> that way, it's okay. Is it okay to talk about your balls? <laughs> Max talks about my butt all the time. It's fire. Then say, "P.S. I hear they're ginormous." Yeah, he's he's always like, "Oh, I almost made a typo. That would have been embarrassing." Is it okay? Oh, would it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll let you know what he says later. Yeah, <laughs> I'm curious. Back. Or what picture I'll, he sends? I'll turn on my uh, I'll turn on my phone and see here. Yeah. So I don't even know how we how do we get in this conversation? Hurricanes. <laughs> uh, that's what it was. <laughs> the tragedy in Houston, I think, is what got us onto this. Ah, yes, the classic pathway. Yeah, classic. <laughs> to talk about your coworkers' no, genitals. We were talking we were talking about the fight or something, about watching the, the fight. fight. And the then fight. and then the electricity and then the curling iron. The fight though, you, you had were you saying that there was the first fight you'd seen? Or what were you saying? You were you you weren't there. I I No had, power's out. I, oh, I, power's I, out. I actually thought about going. I looked it up at one point. The floor seats were thirty-seven thousand dollars yeah. for a seat at a fight. I grew up in the Tyson era. There's no way I would pay any amount of money to go see a fight in person because it's ninety seconds. I, I would be convinced it would be a shitty fight. Not that right. Tyson's fights were shitty, just nobody could keep up with the guy. Right, and he'd have these massive multi-million-dollar purse fights, and Tyson would just beat the shit out of the guy in ninety <laughs> seconds. Yeah, the last pay-per-view fight I saw was Tyson Holyfield, and that burned me. Well, it's not like I paid for it. it was my, my I guess parents or something, but like it was mayhem. It was mayhem with the biting in the ear and all mm-hmm. that stuff, and everyone's like, "I'm not, I'm not paying for pay-per-view anymore." It's like it was because it was this big hyped-up thing, and then he's biting ears and everything. So hmm. I don't know. That was the last fight I saw, and then when I uh, illegally watched this one, <laughs> I <laughs> no, I mean it was all, it was all right. I, I thought it was a good fight. I mean, yeah. for someone who doesn't watch fights or have anything to do with fights or know what a fight is, or really, would get his ass kicked in a fight, <laughs> yeah, was, I was entertained by it. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. boxing fans loved it. I think it it lived up to the hype, and yeah. everyone felt that way. I read this like breakdown on Reddit because a bunch of people were like, "Oh yeah, like he did a good job. Like he hung in there." And then everyone was like, "No, he didn't. Like this is exactly what yeah Mayweather May- does." Mayweather it was back. predictable, like the strategy of boxer versus non-boxer as to how it would go down. Yeah, that basically Mayweather actually looked like he was in trouble for about five rounds. And then just yeah. came back and just beat the If you looked at his feet, though, the entire time, Mayweather's feet versus, uh, you know, uh, McGregor's feet. Mm-hmm. McGregor, right? Yeah, like, Mayweather's feet were always planted. Good feet, that Mayweather. And then... <laughs> I like your representation. And then uh, uh, McGregor's feet were just like, you know, he's doing whatever he was doing. And, and I mean, you just knew that it was going to end how it did. I think they just stretched it out because for the before the entertainment value. Like, I'm not... Absolutely like, you know, I've, I've never done any kind of training in that regard, either boxing or any kind of martial arts before. But it does seem to me that all those years of training is basically just to build muscle memory so that you don't even actually have to make too many decisions 
that you just kind of like go, you, you, your body just reacts, you know, especially if you're facing someone with equal or greater training, you know, mm-hmm. and it must be hard for someone like McGregor, even all the boxing training he's done, it's, it must be hard to fall out of like that the grappling. Memory. Yeah. Do you, mm-hmm. do you know that, that Tyson quote that's everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face? Yeah. <laughs> that is exactly what you're talking about. Yes. Because when you get punched in the face, your body goes like, we've got to stop doing whatever we're doing right now because we're getting punched in the face and then your training as a boxer is to go like nope get keep the hands up keep going keep going until this red fades away and then right. i can see again move the move the uh move the face out of the way as much as possible yeah. Yeah. until the cloud clears and then i'm i'm back on like it's that pure muscle memory that you're talking about it's like when you get hit in the face and your brain is not thinking about protection anymore it's just thinking about going yep. away you have to just you know your your arms know to go up and just to keep doing that thing have yeah. you guys ever been knocked out before? Uh, once, yeah. Oh, yeah. So when I used to do kung fu. Did you, or did you get? Have you been knocked you didn't out? Yeah, fu. Yeah, did, you didn't know I did kung fu. Don't no. I always do my kung fu moves around the office? Do you really? No, no I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I would no. pay to see that. Yeah. <laughs> I probably just kick over lamps and stuff now. And I used to do kung fu. Uh, yeah. FYI, guys, Max is is perfectly fine with us discussing his balls. Wonderful. Actually, his response was ha 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 ha. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Ask him if he'll send a winky pay. face. Draw us a picture. <laughs> yeah. How'd you get knocked out? Well, we used to have when I when I was in high school, <laughs> we used to have these garage fights. I can probably get fired do. for these texts, right? I can't tell. <laughs> oh, if I can't tell if you're lying or not. <laughs> we used to have garage fights in high school because that was like you know uh, there was street racing and then there was the garage fights. <laughs> All right. And then so the garage fights in high school, we'd get together in the afternoons after school, and you know some people were in karate, some people were in boxing, some people were in kung fu, some people just wanted to. You know, go you crazy. Different, very different friends than me. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I don't think any of my friends were in karate or boxing. Chris, or... I had a hard life. It was a hard life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Street go racing on. for money and boxing. Anyway, um, <laughs> so this uh, uh, a friend of mine came who was uh, a boxer, and like I wasn't a boxer, I was a kung fu guy. And <laughs> <laughs> is that the official <laughs> that kung was fu guy? Kung fu guy. And we were, you know, we're sparring, right? And it's, when you're sparring, you're you, you're supposed to, you know, it's it's light taps, and you're fully padded and all this stuff. Well, of course, I was like, you know, I felt confident with this guy, you know, and, and I felt confident <laughs> with my abilities. I see Brian just give the shake. The head. <laughs> I'm good. I'm listening. Uh, I'm, waiting for, I'm, I'm waiting for this text from Max to come back. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so I felt confident. So I was like, hey, man, g- g- give, it, g- give it to me. Give me a punch. And he's like, you sure? I'm like, yeah, man, sure. So we, we danced around a little more. I open my arms just a little bit. He sees the opening. Bam. Pops, pops my face. <laughs> I don't remember that. I remember going like, hey, man, give, give me, you know, full force, blah, blah, blah. And then oh. off the floor going like, what happened? And he goes, you told me to, I'm sorry, man. I don't, I, yeah. I didn't mean, I was like, I went from that to this. What happened in between? And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you. I was just black. Oh, man. What happened? I got, I got knocked out trying to break up a fight. Really? Uh, yeah, it was, it was stupid. And, uh, but I didn't get knocked out. I, I always say I've never passed out. I don't remember it like you, but I never like lost my footing. Like I was away, like wandering, but like just like, not loose. You just phased. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was just phased. Like you're talking about. Like I got hit like this from behind. That or, or so I'm told. That's, that's an RTA, right? Yeah. yeah. And then they they even like everyone in the room kind of stopped and everything. And I was just like, and then I was I was like in the nurse's office. Oh yeah. man, that's like a rabbit punch. Yeah. Or something. And I've been I've been on the other side of that too. In college, I punched a guy, and it was a one punch fight. And it was like, it's just amazing, like, if you land a good shot, it's just like, oh, this is over. You know what I mean? And that's mm-hmm. it. It's the jaw, man. Why'd you punch like, him? He had, he had, there was, I had a stupid college life. And <laughs> there was, there was a, a big fight in my front yard 
And it was like 10 of my friends and 10 dudes from down the road. Garage fight? Fraternity thing. I'm embarrassed to even say it out loud. And uh, (laughs) they were fighting. And I was on the third floor and I saw my friend who is... uh, uh, even in college, he was he was losing his vision, couldn't see very well, you know. And it's like, you know, sh- motherfucker. And I come running on the thing, run across the lawn. I remember I was running right at the guy, and the last thing he said was clearly I was going to punch him. Is he said to me? He said the weirdest thing. He goes, he goes, I'm sober. <laughs> and I punched him, <laughs> and then that Not was for it. Long. And it wasn't. But then it turns out it wasn't even the guy I thought it was that he had in headlock. It was like a totally, it was a totally different person. Well, oh, so. saved a stranger. No, it was a different friend, but just one I didn't like as much <laughs> that I wouldn't have risked, you know, bodily harm to go after this guy for. So, yeah, I'm sober. I'm well, sober. Yeah. yeah, that's that's like his safe word when he yells out. I mean, sometimes you can confuse your attacker if you just throw out some nonsense. Yeah. Know? What so. if you were just like, well, well, hold on, and then you know, let's go drink. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like it's, it's it always sucks when you have a group of friends where like there's one guy who likes to start fights. Mm-hmm. Yep, and then you're you're, oh, all, yeah. you're all fucking on board. Yep, yep. Oh man. Or uh, the worst situation of that is, and I think guys deal with it more so with you know if the guys have girlfriends in a the group. There's always yeah. one girlfriend that just like doesn't oh. doesn't mind like oh my god just starting a fight in a bar with a random person and it's like then you're all dragged into it. You know? Oh yeah, it goes full. It starts embarrassing. Because just make it a scene or something, or you know, and anybody can do this. It doesn't have to be a girlfriend, it could be a boyfriend. There's always that person, you know, that just like, oh, they start making the scene, and at first you're like, okay, you know, this is a little uncomfortable. Fuck you, asshole. And then, like, oh, oh yeah. Shit. And then it starts escalating, and then you see it, it gets to this point where you're just like, oh fuck, now I'm involved. Like I have to stop. Like this dude's gonna hit this person, and we need to stop. And then yeah, it's not it's not a problem for me because. I have a friend who knows kung fu. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, dude, I blacked out a couple times. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I got to defuse the situation with Max. <laughs> no, don't send me any photos. <laughs> I told you he yep. gets excited about that sort of thing. He just uh, wants to share his balls, I guess, with the world. <laughs> it's his Wait, I misspelled don't. Wait, it says do. Don't. <laughs> All right, I'm out of this conversation with Max. All right. To be continued, the dis- we'll table the discussion on Max until right. later. So, uh, yeah, no, I blocked out like twice from skating, just like taking a hit to the head. Um, but then the most recent time where it was like the closest you can get was actually on stream for that. We did that stack up charity stream, yeah. right? Yeah. And so we were trying to like, oh, let's really do it. Like, you know, we're kind of new to Rooster Teeth. Like, let's really get the initiative and raise some money. And so I was like, all right, at like whatever donation, you know, somebody can slap me. Uh, and so... My mistake is that we're like, all right, we get there. We're like, oh, Nick should do it. Now, Nick is like the kindest human being in the entire world. But Nick has like the reverse Midas touch. Like anything this man touches breaks or goes wrong. I've had that in my life sometimes. Like it's like an aura where you break electronic stuff specifically. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Everything. Some I mean, people like, have it. Some people have it. I felt like I had it for a year of my life. I once watched him look at a picture and it fell off the wall and broke. <laughs> um, <laughs> so he anyway, they're like, well, we'll have Nick do it. And so I'm not thinking, and so I'm sitting in this chair, I'm like, okay, here we go, and he's like getting it lined up, and he's like, do you want me to really hit you? I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's for charity, like, give me a good slap, right? Mm. Mm. So what actually happens is it, so he's like, yeah, show on it. me, yeah, yeah, show on me. So he's like measuring it up, right? And then he goes, way back, and what actually happens is he comes in and karate chops <laughs> me in the fucking Sideways? jaw on wow. accident. Uh, and so my world uh, got flipped upside down. I was sitting in this chair, and it was flash of white, and then I'm suddenly on the floor on my hands and knees, and I watched everything just go whoop, and I was just like, nope, 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 like on stream, oh. raining in, and I, like everything balanced back out, and for like the next two weeks, I was in this like weird, like fuzzy days, like I know I had a concussion. Right. <laughs> See, now I've had that, like I've hit my head more times than I mm-hmm. care to remember. I probably don't remember most of them, but uh, <laughs> 
I do think the reason why I have never passed out or been knocked out is just out of sheer force of will. Mm -hmm. And I think that is something to that of like, you know, you're like, uh, this is horrible. I'm just going to go with this and pass out, you know, yeah. but I, I fight that feeling of like losing consciousness. Not letting yourself be taken by the, it's by the green, darkness. it's darkness. green for me. It's just, it, it's just green, whatever. I don't know. It's like a, do you ever get that, that fuzz that just takes over your vision if you've gotten hit? I get that when I get like super, super mad and I don't get super <laughs> mad that often anymore. But Chris, uh, I mean, you've, you switch you've seen me before where there's been situations where I used to get more mad when I was CEO. Like just like a lot of like like shit like in one basket and uh but your vision problem. went green when it red red <laughs> like you like actually literally saw red. See red see like uh and like when the people see talk about seeing stars it's like I see like black dots kind of a thing yeah it sounds so. really scary. evil I don't they're scary when you get mad yeah I've, I have I don't think like I've been mad in a really long time you know <laughs> I can feel Chris is like Bernie you get so scared <laughs> <when you're mad." laughs> yeah I don't know, like I always hear though about like. Horror stories about executives like throwing shit oh and doing that. You I know, could, I have many stories about. Really? Well, Chris almost worked for the same guy mm -hmm. in advertising when we were like twenty-two. This guy was an absolute madman, and he like, you know, he may or may not have had a drug problem at one point <laughs> that made him very excitable. Okay, and uh, the guy would do things like. Balls. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm interrupting your story. Shriveled. Well, so he had this big office space. Like, I mean, it was a multi-million dollar company, many clients, but his office space was the size of this studio, and all that was there was one desk and a ping pong table. And whenever he got pissed off, he'd throw the ping pong table <laughs> and like and come in and he he had things that he knew he would I think he bought them just because he knew he would break them. You really? Know? So one time he threw uh I was on the other side of the room, and he's like, "Did you uh, did you call that client about that thing?" And I go, "I'm, I'm oh about to, you know, it's yeah, about yeah. to happen." He's like, "Well, well, here, maybe you should send an email. Let me help you with that." He grabs my laptop, throws it at me from across the room, and it shatters against the wall behind me. And I was like, "I'll get, I'll get on that right now, I guess." And Chris thought at the time that I was lying about this stuff. That he was like, "There's I was no like, way." And likes to make up stories. What do you right. think happened to his laptop? Well, that that laptop shattered. But what, what did Chris think happened to your laptop? Well, you oh, well, you didn't know about that. I, I mean, you've know. seen. Do you think he was practicing kung fu? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, this guy was also the kind of guy who, in my interview, and Chris had this too, uh, when I showed up for the interview, he had told me to show up at this Mexican food restaurant at two p.m. sharp. Okay. So I show up there. It's closed, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" And then the manager comes out and goes, "Are you Aaron?" And I go, "Yeah." And he goes, "I'll just say Bob is is in the back." I go, okay, this guy is sitting at this 10-person table at this booth, but oh, well. he's in the he's in the back of it. So there's, you know, between you and me, Bernie, like that's how much space is. I love it. I literally just did a vlog making fun of stuff like this. <laughs> I swear it's real, and I have I have confirmation from others. He goes, Aaron, I've been reading about you. I know everything about you. And I go, how do you how do you know everything about Aaron, me? you had an out. You give me this as you should yeah, have seen. <laughs> he goes, <laughs> morning he goes, you want to see? He opens up this tomb of this huge book. Huge. He slides it over across the table to me, and I look at it, and it's an astrology book, and it's turned to my birthday because he had asked me my birthday before. <laughs> and he goes, I know everything. Good Go ahead and read that passage right there. He goes, read that passage right there. So I start reading it, and he goes, out loud. And I go, Aquarius are sometimes <laughs> known for their predicate. He's like, no, 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 get to the weaknesses. And I go, <laughs> um... You know, uh, uh, defiant something, something, and he goes, "Ooh, 
ooh, that's that's not good for our business. That's not good at all. He and he'd already read them, so he knew. Like he was just yeah. making sure I knew. And he goes, "Turn to July 28th." And I go, "Okay." Who's July 28th? He's July 28th. Why did Turn you July 28th? And the weakness. He goes, "Why would I hire someone with these weaknesses?" Yeah, he goes, "Why, why would I hire someone with with these weaknesses?" So I was like, "I've." Uh, and before I could even answer, he said, "Turn to July 28th." So I turned to it, and he goes, "Read it." And I was like, "Okay." Out loud, okay. And he goes, no, no, skip to the weaknesses. So I get to the weaknesses, and it says, panicked, disturbed, volatile. And I read it, and I was like, oh, he goes, oh, man, panicked, disturbed, volatile. That guy sounds like a real fucking nut, right? And he just starts la- There's no one in the restaurant, and he's laughing <laughs> about this. Oh, my this. God. And I go, yeah, man, that's, that's pretty crazy. He's like, what do you want to make your first year, your second year, and your third year? And I said, I, and I hadn't thought about this. I said, this, this, and this. And he goes, that's more than I paid anyone before. What do you do? In my, can you show up Monday? And I was like, I get, what is this job? Like, it's it just man. an advertising I want job. this job now. This guy and, sounds amazing. The, and when I showed up to his office on Monday, not knowing if I actually had a job or not, he was not there, but the office was unlocked. And I, and I walked in and he wasn't, he didn't show up for an hour. And then when he showed up, he, he talked to me and he said, you're going to lose me money for the next year. Like you are worthless to me right now for a year. And I, I, w- I could go on about this, but I had that boss that you're talking about. That's that amazing. The dude. craziness. And Chris almost came on board because I was like, I got to bring someone in to help me. Like, because I'm- Survive. I brought I'm, him in. Well, I <laughs> well br- it was one of the- it's Why? Because like, you can outrun him? <laughs> <laughs> you know when the gazelles- are, Yeah. You know, like, Take the weak one. <laughs> like, I don't know Kung Fu. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, sober. Well, I brought Chris. I was like, Chris, you because Chris needed a job too. Uh, yeah, this was like 2010, and you know, this is, this is right out of this is before actually I like, graduated. Chris, we share yeah. a birthday. What's our weakness? <laughs> I don't, I guess, I don't remember memory. Oh, yeah, yeah. he would have he told you that. <laughs> that's an but, awesome meta joke, but, but it, it was one of those things. It was like, I was talking to Aaron, and I was like, Well, and he's like, There's a job opening. I was like, I'll call. And I, and I, you know, filled out email, da, da, da. And I get a phone call like 10 minutes later and he's, and he's like, da, 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 da. And he starts talking to me and asking me all these questions. He's, he's throwing out like long, like multiplication, like what's, what's, uh, 13 times, uh, 27. 60. Yeah. And he's like, just don't use calculator. Just think about it. And, 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 and then you like, say uh, some answer. And he's like, yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> he didn't know either, like, but he wanted to see how you'd respond. This is what always depresses me about conversations like this. I love hearing about a guy like this out there. But the thing that depresses me is I feel like I'm not crazy enough. Like, I'm leaving no, no. so much on the table. <laughs> like, clearly you'll put up with that. I don't feel like, <laughs> like I don't feel like one-tenth of that. What I can do so much more, like, awful, horrible stuff. I totally could do that. I, I like in an interview when your prospective boss says, and yeah, uh, if there's a plate of cocaine from me right now, I'd probably sniff it up, but I don't do that anymore. What? And you go, okay, <laughs> I didn't say you did, man. He's like, well, good. Can we get this Let's guy? move on. You know, like, what? Can we get this guy on the podcast? No, you don't want to bring that kind of energy. And there's that's bad energy. Wow, that's, that's fucking hilarious, dude. Yeah. So how long did you work for the guy? I don't know, six, six months, eight months, maybe six. This was during, okay, this was 2009. This is when everything went bad, you know, recession wise and all this stuff. There was nothing to do. Like, uh, as far like we just graduated and it was like, oh, a job in advertising. Great. And so I jumped on it and it was the most insane thing I'd ever jumped on. my. T- this guy, one, one more thing, talking about craziness. He had a filing cabinet full of cash in his place, not locked or anything. Sometimes you do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 50 grand in his in his filing cabinet 
and but it was just for games. So the games were, you know, those little things with the metal balls that you try and roll around and get them into the little divots. Yeah, labyrinth. La yeah, labyrinth yeah. type games. He'd get out two of those, and he goes, "I'm like 80 years old. It's like the only game I had growing <laughs> up was that. Well, uh, it was wood. <laughs> yeah, it, these wood or these little plastic ones. Right? Gotcha. Okay. And so it's he, after my time. The <laughs> plastic was better. <laughs> <Is that, laughs> but he'd get them out, and he go, first one to get them all in, thousand dollars." I was like, "Holy I shit! I can't do that." He's like. You you win. I give you a thousand dollars. I win. We keep playing. I'm like, okay, so I won the first time. He's like double oh. or nothing. I'm like, oh, okay, sure. I mean, I guess there's no stakes. And then he's like, no, no, no. You're gonna clean my car if I win the second. That's time. not nothing, like, right? Yeah. But it was the win two grand. So I was like, oh, okay, sure. And so I won again. And he goes, that's not gonna happen every time. And so he goes to the filing cabinet and gets. He gives me two. Did you experience that? At didn't all? Do, no, no. Because I I got offered the job. And then I turned it down because I was like, so "You're smart." I well, one I knew from Aaron's stories. Also, wait a minute, was, wait, wait, hold! I gotta put a pin in that for just one second. Did you get two grand? Yes, I got two grand. I, he gave it to you. He gave me two grand in cash. I would never do that. I know. See, okay, so you gotta get crazier. <laughs> I could just keep yeah. going double or nothing until you do it. <laughs> that's the thing. If you never pay out, what does it matter? That's yeah. Gavin's strategy for betting: just well, double it down. See, right. that's what I was gonna say. It sounds like that's just like being in the achievement hunter office. Like I'll go over there and they'll have some ridiculous bet of like that's just been going on in their office. Like, oh, you see that hole in the in the ceiling? They're like, here, here's this bat. Take this ball, and if you get hit in the hole, you get a hundred bucks. And I'm just like, it's the stuff of madness. It's a weird place that they live in. By the way, <laughs> history of achievement hunter office of people in that that room not paying off their bets mm -hmm. happened to me again. Now my third time, I walked in there. They were bouncing a ball off the wall into a little bitty cup on top of a trophy that was in the center of all their desks, yeah. <laughs> and they've been doing it for four hours. And they gave him the ball, and I just went boom, and it goes right in, and it went in the cup. But the cup's so small that it went in the cup, rolled around, and then popped out. Yeah. And they were like, "That doesn't count." I'm like, "Are you fucking shitting me?" It went straight <laughs> into the cup. Wow. You know? What was the bet? I think they were a hundred bucks. Yeah. Yeah. And what happened? No hundred bucks. Your right. crazy boss gives out two grand for playing a little <laughs> marble game. These guys never pay their bets. It was just, and he was like, and and if you, st and he'd say things like, "If you steal from me, I won't know." And I go, okay, like, what is that? Why would you even say it? Oh, I know, <laughs> I know exactly why. He probably, he would know, and he's just waiting. Like, he probably dreams of the scenario where he would catch an employee stealing from him I, and could go off the handle. He would Don't say, think he cared. He I would really do don't. things to set you up to yell at you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or, like, because like, I, and Aaron has a lot more stories, because I, I got offered the job and then decided not to do it because I wanted to do, film, like, film stuff, and he also sounded crazy. Uh but I, I, it's like went to the same Mexican restaurant, same thing, same table, big thing. Restaurant was closed. What's the weaknesses? We have the same birthday. We gotta <laughs> gotta remember. I this. gotta find his big book. <laughs> but we sat down and, he, and we're talking, and he's like, "All right, well, you know, like, well, what 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 can I get you to drink? You know, like, what would you you know, what uh, what are you feeling this morning?" I was like, "Uh, I, I guess I'll, I guess I'll have a margarita." Then if you know, he's like, "You show up to an interview, you want a margarita?" I was like, you just, you, like, he, he was like, I would like to buy you a drink. Right. And it was like, the, the, the context was alcoholic. And then you answer, and he's like, why are you buying, why are you buying an alcoholic drink at an interview? I'm like, I thought you wanted, I was trying to be polite. It's all mind games. It was beautiful mind games. That sounds terrifying. Yeah, no, I, I, I have fever dreams sometimes about it. It's pretty, pretty bad. He also did this thing where he, he always had the newest whatever car. And he left the keys in it and left it unlocked. <laughs> and he said, he said, if it gets taken, it gets taken. I get another one. Hi, good lord. 
I, it's what he did. Did he ever tell? I don't know. If How he did he make all this money? It's I can't say too much about because then people will be able to figure out. It's okay. something that you would never imagine in a million years having to do with advertising. That is a fucking cash cow. It's you make so much money and you run a small small thing. It's not. It's like nah, I can't get You're into it. You're tiptoeing around. Right. Yeah, cool. yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. Uh, otherwise, he'll you know, show it's, it's one of those. It's something like conversation with the kind of kind of person where it's like you just fast forward and you're having a, a conversation with cops like in the parking lot, <laughs> and they're having they're saying. Well, technically, we can't arrest him for anything, like that kind of thing, <laughs> yeah. where it's like, he's not doing anything wrong. I mean, he's just like, he's, I mean, throwing a laptop, you could probably say something about that, but you weren't hit by the laptop. He just no. destroyed his own laptop at the end of the day, and it's, you know. Yeah, it's, it's his property. He also asked me to fire people, uh, even oh, though he was best. supposed to do that. Like, How would he not? It seems like he would love that. That's well, like, yeah, right? he didn't, there was an employee who, who liked him. Uh, you know this employee and he was like I know I know she likes me she you know But she she looks like a, a marshmallow in a dress and I'm not gonna do anything about Oh it. my Lord, dude. god good and Lord, he goes dude. you got to fire her Aaron. Good I go fucking Lord. I have to fire her and he was like yeah And do it by the end of the day go to that He told me the restaurant to go to and he's like do it there pay for dinner use my card You know the number and then you know do it by the end of the day and so I was like okay I was just 22 or 23 yeah, I never fired him. there yeah it uh, sounds like he really liked him right it sounds like like this boss immediately took a shine to Aaron and was like yeah. keys to the kingdom in a weird <laughs> way he was like a mentor in a scary not everything he said but he had some interesting <laughs> life lessons Dude, like so you know on pieces just fell into place <laughs> <laughs> so many pieces but I was sitting in this restaurant with this girl who I was supposed to fire she's a great person and and she didn't do anything wrong and so anyway I'm sitting it's a very nice restaurant and I go I hate to tell you this Bob wants you gone and she bawled like in the middle uh. of this restaurant like I had just Fire someone for the first time ever. It was in the middle of the restaurant, and it was at the beginning of the meal. And so what we just is your timing. Yeah, I did just you finish the meal? There. Did you was, finish the meal? Did um, she stick out the meal? Yeah, we both stuck it out. Good oh. God! And got dessert. And <laughs> I didn't know I was like twenty-two, and it was yeah. But then she ordered a margarita, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And then I read her horoscope. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> they need to update the book for your birthday, but timing is also a weakness. Oh my God! I can't be dead. So guess what? We have a special guest in the sidecar. Oh, <laughs> no, I didn't see him sneak in. <laughs> I just like the cut to Max. So, Max, we're not really sure how this came up. I was wondering how it came up I don't. Re I don't I'm remember how it sure came you, up. We were talking about the hair dildo thing, and then you just threw it out there. It came, it came, up, uh, it came up recently, and it was, it was just something that, that somebody mentioned very casually about you, that you are, you're, you're very well endowed. But they were very specific mm -hmm. about your balls. Are you, yeah. First of all, are you comfortable talking about this? I mean, we, really I've, I've, we're already here. I'll add a layer of mystery and privacy by saying I won't talk about my dick. I'll just... Oh, that was oh. Okay, okay. Cool. Fair, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. But no, I, I always like, uh, whenever I saw porn, like... I was like, why does everybody have such small balls? <laughs> I, just didn't really, I didn't get it, and uh, and then it was just like, like I, you know, came out around twenty two, or like, like I only did like stuff for the first time with like another guy at like twenty two, and I was just always like, wow, <laughs> you know. Small, Look small balls over there. <laughs> and, uh... Look at these eggs. <laughs> yeah. Watch your head. Came to learn that, uh, yeah. And, uh, I have made almost zero considerations whenever I'm wearing pants, so there's just days whenever I ever, like, 
people are kind enough not to mention it, I guess, but there's days where it's like, I guess I'm like walking around and it's like just blam, blam. it's like well it's like just all there like kind of bunched up is or it working or working its way yeah like, it just makes it look like whoa is like, it over like the that penis packing it's does it cover the penis <laughs> and fold yeah, over Harry the penis had this theory about um I mean like it, it's just there's a lot to go with. Oh. <laughs> I mean yeah it, it I, not what I wanted <laughs> is it a sack thing or a ball thing yeah like, Chris both. is really specific about <laughs> yeah. this. Both. Both. It's yeah. just like the whole. Yeah, I mean, like, like if the if the normal testicles are grapes, I don't know, like, what's between a grape and cantaloupe? A... Golf ball, <laughs> avocado. Uh, yeah, more golf, golf ball. ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are it's they grape to golf ball? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. I'm just yeah. like, I think grapes. Um, people like grapes. Are they long? <laughs> 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 You got that long ball? Um, yeah, and uh, there's not really anything you can. There's not really anything you can do. Like, there's not really any sort of like advantage you get there. There's no like like they dimpled like golf balls. They have the same aerodynamics as golf balls. You know they do not. And do you? Let me ask you. And this is honest. When you flush a toilet, do they swirl around in the water? It's called Poseidon's kiss. Can we stop um, laughing for one second? Come on, seriously, I'm asking serious a question. serious question. Um, you know, maybe, maybe once <laughs> a week. Happen. That's enough for me. Maybe once a day. No. Um, yeah, it, it's like not really. It's the weirdest thing to learn, and then also like now, what do you do with that information? There's like nothing to do with. Well, it. you, you talked about the first time you were with a guy, yeah, and you you said, "Go out," you know, a little, a little disappointment. Is it fair to say? Well, uh, yeah, I was just kind of like, what's the deal? Yeah, it's like, oh, <laughs> you know? oh poor yeah. baby. Where's yeah. the show? <laughs> and I was like, maybe like all these all these porn stars are using like steroids or something, like you know, <laughs> shrinking their balls. Shrink balls. <laughs> but so, but the flip side of that is for you is like the first time you're with somebody new, this is like you know what's coming. Like you like <laughs> this gotta it's gotta be a fun reveal, right? <laughs> I, I guess so, but it's like it's just not even something that like. Really is discussed. I mean, I don't think I've ever like really discussed it hardly at all. Well, that changed tonight. To the entire world. But uh yeah, I mean it, it's not like they're not like weird looking. They're not like, you know, like well, we'll be the lopsided or <laughs> it's just kind of like oh. I'm wondering what that reveal is the equivalent of. Like if I went to a friend's house. And I opened their fridge, and it was full of broccoli. <laughs> like, it was just completely full of broccoli. I'd be like, man, that's a lot of broccoli. <laughs> but I don't really care. Like, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't yeah, like I mean, broccoli, necessarily. But that's impressive that there's so much in one place. <laughs> well, I mean, too, it's like the big general things. Like, guys are much more focused on that than anybody else, right? Yeah. Guys are way more focused on that. And if you're with guys, that's like, that's your demo, right? I mean, that's yeah. like. I guess, but like. You never see like on like you know the websites like you know increase your balls. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like that same sort of mystique. That there. gif would be so great on the sidebar, just like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they balloon out horribly. Photoshop. Like, you know how it's always like, like it's pump. always the girl yeah. looking like with like the you know pulling on the dude's boxers like looking going like <gasps> like it'd be great if that was for a ball. She <laughs> just moves All up right. his pants. I want a record. Bit. I'm going to Pornhub for the podcast. <laughs> oh, great okay. record. <laughs> I'm gonna look up big balls. That's yeah, why I went there the last category. night. <laughs> is that even a? All right, I should turn off my, my mute. My oh, no. There we go. Okay. Thanks so much for having me on today. This Let me fun. see what the autocompletes on big are. Let's see how far down balls mm -hmm. are. You are below big ass Latinas. 
You're below Damn, big booty white again. girls. <laughs> Not bad. Well, who's big dick bitch? What is that? Oh, oh it's not, okay. Okay. yeah, that's it's not a person. It's category. That's Sorry, exactly big dick bitch. Exactly Got what it. Think it is. Got it. I love his work. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much what you read is what you get on those sites. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole category on it. That's a whole category on it. Big balls. Yeah. Wow, you wow. Go. You're gonna have to take my word for it. I'm sure no one else is gonna go <laughs> look Don't it up. It. Yeah, you know. you know they're gonna write away. Yeah. Well, Fall back. They yeah. do, you know, average circumference and average length. Of you know penises and stuff like do they they don't really do studies like that for testicles? It's an unexplored research field, and we're actually <laughs> all you know chipping in to to learn. So I think it'd be it'd be easier to weigh, though. You just true. set them on the scale. <laughs> they don't true. vary as much either. You know, yeah. it's not like there's the erect size. <laughs> oh yeah, there's no flaccid balls. You know, like, no, no. Right. I guess there's only just full or empty. But it does full make or empty. <laughs> does that vary? Does that change the weight? I don't think so. Well, the cold it's, and stuff like that? No, 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 no. Like, after you if, if, no, no. no after you, if you weighed your balls pre-orgasm and post-orgasm, no. would they weigh less? Oh, I see what you're saying. I'm sorry. Like, I thought we were in a cold yeah, discussion. Yeah. It doesn't do uh, yeah. Right? Yeah, it's got a, it's got a Probably. couple somewhere, but it's like it's an insignificant amount of weight. Wow. Yeah, you know, speak for yourself, bro. You can look him up. Uh, it's Big Dick Bitch. <laughs> I wasn't talking about fire hose Crumkey over here. <laughs> that's, that's a little bit different of a scenario for everybody. All right, well, Max, thank you for sharing such a uh, personal detail, which we're you all know. fascinated by. We, we wish you well in your journey. <laughs> it's going to be... <laughs> Glad that we could put this on the internet. It'll, uh, I'm sure it'll never pop back up. Never, ever. Can I, we get an RTA? I, <laughs> yeah. I'll call the Fine Brothers. This, I just thought of a new reaction video they could do. <laughs> I'll say the one thing I didn't tell you about was that running Go, without... Yeah, I was going to ask you problems. like Running without briefs. Is just no. It doesn't Absolutely help you build not. extra momentum to go extra fast. No, it's the, like it's like who the fuck runs without <laughs> briefs? Was that hitting your leg? What's that? Was that hitting your leg or each other? Yeah, yeah. Like, but I mean, it's just it's just all around. <laughs> really going everywhere. Wacky inflatable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wacky Noodle man. Just wacky inflatable. <laughs> so is it just our 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 is underwear enough to cage the beast, or do you need like special like sports a, bra? A sports <laughs> like sports a, bra. <laughs> we were in the art department. You can make something. That, yeah, you know. no, no. I mean, like you just you you know you get to have the fun briefs. You no, know? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I wish I knew. But what like yeah. like you know like cute briefs? Not like not like the you know the normal Hanes grand. Oh, like you can't go boxers. You got to get like yeah. Sport. You can't like you can't run in boxers. It's not. It's just not gonna happen. It'll. So you're telling me you can't wear like a normal pair of like tidy whities No, I mean a, like a can, but it's just like whenever I'm like trying to run or do something, you know, like like trying to move around, like you want him to kind of like. Ugh. Oh, so yeah. we should find out his birthday and put that as weaknesses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two of his weaknesses, I know, but the other one I don't. The the Max, oh. thank you so much. Thank you. Love thank you. you, everybody. Bring in the next witness. <laughs> yeah. See, they, see, you know, we make you're making fun of your previous job and interviews and stuff like that. If we sat down with Max when he's interviewing, he's an artist, we bring him into work in the art department. It's like, oh, and at some point, we might want to bring you on the podcast and talk to of an audience of about a million people about your balls. How do you feel about that? Where about do I sign? <laughs> yeah. He'd be like, why is there no one else in this restaurant? <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> so it's funny that he mentioned that he kind of discovered that a little bit because of watching porn, right? Um, so amongst our groups, uh, a group of friends growing up, we had the discussion. It was like, oh, who, who's circumcised and who's not, right? And uh, they, yeah. and, our, and our slang for that was like, they, they called it the doghouse club. 
Because, you know, it's like a doghouse. Wait, Don't worry sorry, about it. you lost me. Okay. With the penis in the doghouse thing. <laughs> so uncircumcised. Oh, hot dogs okay. in the house, okay, right? Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Dogs in the house. Anyway, so it, it got all thrown out there one day because, you know, being kids and whatever. And, you know, so this one guy always was like, oh, yeah, doghouse club, right? We had this other friend. It's really weird. He would just go off in the other room and start watching porn, even though like we were all hanging out. It was really strange. Um. Anyway, so you one didn't day you have we- to call me out like that. That's okay. <laughs> so one day we go walk it in to just be like, all right, stop watching porn. Let's go do something. And <laughs> our friend, who's always been in the doghouse club, goes, "What's wrong with that dude's dick?" And then we're like, "What? It's that's that's a an uncircumcised penis." And he was just like. Holy shit! We literally watched on like on that spot. He always thought that he was uncircumcised when he was circumcised. What? He learned it right there in that room. He learned it. <laughs> yes. Thought, what in the world? How old was he? Oh man, like probably like sixteen. Good lord, dude! You guys That's... were all watching porn together. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, other guy, weird guy, would go off and watch porn. We'd be hanging out in the living room, and I don't know why you would do it. It was really strange. Uh-huh. And so, like, we wanted to go skate. So, like, we went to go and be like, "Stop watching porn, let's go." And that's when our other friend saw. I was like, "What's wrong with that dick?" You all like all the piled in the door like a sitcom. <laughs> Let me see. All at once. <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, there's, a, there's, there's. I, I, I don't think I can name the person by name. Because he probably has told this story himself on the air, but there's, there's, you know, it's a bunch of, uh, there's some of our groups that are almost entirely dudes, and so it's like I said, guys are obsessed with genitals. One guy told a story about he used to play on a soccer team, and a guy on the the soccer team was known as having a really big dick. Okay. And this guy that we know was, was like really obsessed with it and everything, (laughs) and apparently... He just started talk, telling the story. It's one of those things where it's like people tell the story. It's like, okay, go ahead. You know, <laughs> where he told a story where when the soccer team would do well, they would all get together at the end and he would show it to them. Like, that was like, <laughs> that here's was, your prize. That Behold. was like, whoa, yeah. Wait. <laughs> and essentially, <laughs> it's so mad at me for telling the story wrong, I'm sure. But essentially, <laughs> the way he walked me through it was it was really cool at first in the moment, but then later he would just be upset. Because he would be depressed that his dick wasn't this enormous <laughs> It wasn't cool in the moment. Look at that thing! You know, everybody, wow. it was such an odd, like, reinforcement technique for, a, like, an intramural squad. It's like the Pulp Fiction thing, like, their faces glow golden when he pulls down his <laughs> pants, and they're like, it's gonna be a good year. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah, so it was like the weirdest thing. At first I thought I misunderstood the story, but I don't think I did. Yeah. Wow. Can you see its shadow? <laughs> That's when you know it'll be a good year. Jesus. All right, uh, before we move on, I have to read this. I'm I'm always late on reading ads, and Gus is way better than I am. All right, this episode of the Rooster Podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Whether you need a domain, website, or online store, make your next move with Squarespace. This summer, Squarespace has launched 16 templates to make uh, to, excuse me to make creating a powerful online identity even easier. Each template is a starting point for a wide range of projects. Whether you're pursuing your side hustle or promoting your main gig. Square <laughs> shit. Sorry. I know, right? Whether you're uh, pursuing your side hustle or promoting your main gig, Squarespace lets you create a beautiful website with their all in one platform. There's nothing to install, patch, or upgrade ever. And now you can transfer your third party domains to Squarespace. Instead of working with multiple vendors to maintain your online presence, you're able to manage all of your domain and billing settings and take advantage of their easy to use 
DNS service. Start your free trial today at squarespace.com slash roosterteeth to get a 10% off your first purchase. That's squarespace.com slash roosterteeth for 10% off of your first purchase. Thank you so much, Squarespace, for being a very consistent sponsor of the Rooster Teeth Podcast. Good Lord. Sorry, everybody, for that. I had to do that for a moment. So. <laughs> no worries. All right, so what are we going to talk about? We should probably talk about what's going on uh, in Texas with Hurricane Harvey, mm-hmm. right? Because it's been going on now for – we were pre-recording this podcast because of Labor Day, but uh, it's been going on for over a week. Yeah, and I'm, gl- I'm glad to see finally the rain in Houston has just stopped because I've been in yeah. flooding before. I put this on Twitter. When you're dealing with flooding and you're trying to get water out of your house, but it won't stop raining outside, it's just the most – demoralizing feeling in the entire world. And I'm sure you guys have seen images that have come out of, you know, South Texas and, and in Houston. And it's just, it's, it's unprecedented. My, yeah. my mom was dealing, I mean, it was the same. I was just about to say demoralizing is exactly it because yeah. she, well, here's what happened. I think it was when it made landfall, whatever day that was, was it Thursday or Friday or something like that. But anyway, right. she was like, Oh, it's no, it's no big deal. It's like, it's, we're great. Blah, 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 blah. By Saturday, I get this call at like two in the morning. She's like, Aaron, uh, our first floor is underwater. And I was like, what? You know, because immediately those images come to mind of, you know, people stranded on the roofs and all that stuff. And I was like, are you okay? Blah, blah, blah. She's like, well, the generator flooded. We don't have power. You know, uh, luckily we have water upstairs and stuff like that. But I mean, I, you know, I was surprised. Running water, you mean, not actual water upstairs. Yeah, she had, uh, you know, bottled water or whatever. And, um. I mean, it was the craziest thing because in her words, she was like, I, we are the people that you see on TV, you know, yeah. which I, I was like, wow, that's because you're, it's so easy to disconnect and, and disassociate, you know, because, oh, those are, those are disaster people. You know, those people are on their roofs, blah, blah, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then your mom's like, no, no, we're, we're right there. That's, that's us. You know, and yeah, it's, it was pretty, pretty bad. It's, it still is bad. And people are dealing with a lot of stuff, but. Um, you wow. know, it's always just uh, amazing to me on a scientific level with this is you see the the pictures of the flooding and it's water up to the street signs and it covers a huge huge area yep. square miles all this water and the the to me the the utterly incredible fascinating thing about that is all that water came out of the sky. That water mm-hmm. was in the sky. In a weird way, the ground is less capable of handling that amount of water than the, the sky is. And it's just like it's insane to think about that, that trillions of gallons of water just like somehow made it into the sky and then poured down and destroyed like an entire city, mm-hmm. you know, and for a week at a time too. I think they said it could run Niagara Falls for a couple weeks or something like that. Like Some that. of the flows in the – because I've learned – it's one of those things when a crisis, you start learning all these new terms that you never knew before. And there was – they were talking – talking about terms for like flow in a river and like some of these runoff from reservoirs. And there was one that was like, it was the equivalent of Niagara Falls in terms of gallons per second or gallons per minute. And it's just like, that was just one like tributary that was coming out of this thing. Man. Well, what I I heard for us here was they said that like we got a year's worth of rain in a week. Oh, for Austin. Yeah. Yeah. And and honestly, we didn't get it that bad. You just moved from Dallas just recently. And so we've dealt with that a couple times in the last few years. Um, you know, I went on a rant on the podcast years ago about all the hipsters in Austin talking about lake levels. When mm-hmm. the lake was dropping, it was like 50%. All the homes out at the lake, the, which we don't really talk about the lake much on the podcast because 
in Austin, there's like a couple different cultures and lake cultures. Like yeah. we don't have anybody who's in lake culture. No. <laughs> we're not, not lake people. We're not yeah. really, really not. Yeah. We never, it's like whenever we go out and do stuff, nobody, we never go out to the lake to do yeah. stuff. But the homes that were out there, they just like, the property values were just plummeting because this, it was just like what was a beautiful lakefront was now a big like gravel front. Or like mm -hmm. mud yeah. kind of yeah. stuff. And it was awful, and like mosquitoes and everything else that was out there. And uh, then after years of drought, it's like this will never change. And this is like now permanently the lakes are going to be down. It just started raining in 2015. It started raining in like February and it didn't finish raining until May. It just And it filled all of our lakes right back up. And you can go see those photos, like the those before and after photos of drought stuff in California. They show lakes, and then six years later, there's like nothing. It's just yeah. like a sandy floor desert, basically, with a bridge over it. Speaking of the houses, my my friend uh, in Houston sold his house 12 days before the hurricane hit. And the house, he, he talked to the people he sold it to, completely flooded and ruined. Oh, my God. They I, I'm on the flip side of that. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't, I, I don't know if you ever heard me talk about it before. The, the house I'm in now. I bought it on Friday and it flooded on Monday in Memorial on Memorial Day. Yeah. And it was like complete I bought the house one of the things I didn't want to do like a renovation project. So I bought something that was kind of like pretty much the way I Ready wanted to go, it. Yeah. First day. Literally the first the first day it flooded about that deep in water and I had to like tear out the floors. It wasn't much. I mean a little bit got in, but it was enough to where if any water gets on the floors. Yeah, yeah. But even baseboard like the, the baseboard of the wall and something, you have to yeah. tear that stuff out yep. usually. Yeah. You know? And if it like, gets up into the insulation, it's a huge pain in the ass. Is that like Travis Patrick? Oh man! Yeah, that's what Lake Travis used to look like, like just a few years ago, and now that that would be just completely filled with water. It's like all filled back up. That we're at one hundred percent. I sound like a, a lake level hipster. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, are you sure? Are you sure you're not into lake culture? We're at one hundred percent now. It's a one hundred fifty percent chance party in this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, but I am fascinated by weather. I mean, weather mm -hmm. is like we're all at the mercy of weather, and it's it's interesting that how little control we have over that. You know, it's it's like if there's a hurricane and it becomes this massive thing like Katrina coming towards New Orleans, now Harvey coming to, towards the Gulf Coast of Texas, there's nothing we could do about it. Like mm -hmm. there's literally like if there was an invading army, we could do something about that. There's We just have to kind of like just wait. Just and run. Like, yeah. <laughs> and also once you're in that thing, you're like, well, how do people in – Floodwaters, like how, how do they drown? How do they do? Blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh god, you don't understand until you're around an overpass that's flooded or some sort of like you know uh, gutter or something like that that's sucking in water. Like, I my uh, high school football or my high school uh, coach passed in the storm Saturday because he was helping people oh, and he was sucked away and he was gone. And people were like, well, where where did he go? You know, he's missing since uh, last Saturday. And they found him like, this guy was like 6'5", strong yeah. dude, awesome guy, um, RIP Coach Jordan. Uh, but he he was helping people and he just, and he got taken away, taken away too, you know? And it's way, way more powerful than you are. And some yeah. of the biggest disasters in the world have involved water. You know, mm -hmm. the mass volume mm -hmm. water, the tsunamis that hit in Indonesia, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, in the Maldives. And that was like, that was brutal. Just like you're just, you're in a place where you're not dealing with water and then suddenly you're waist deep. I think if, if you go up to your knees in water, that's when you basically don't no longer have control over it. If the water mm -hmm. wants to take you somewhere, it will. you just physically, nobody of any size or any level of strength is going to be able to do anything above that level. And you can see people were chest high or, you know, at least waist high uh, in most of the stuff in Houston. Hey, Patrick, um, uh, if you guys could look up uh, the the Shoal Creek Saloon from a couple years ago, oh, they have the security cam footage of, we just had a creek that just like, basically overflowed and then flooded like a two-block area 12th downtown. Street and stuff. Right? Yeah, 12th yeah. and Lamar. 
And it was that was interesting because we had a football stadium that kind of went underwater. That looked like, you know. I, yeah, it was just a lake there. It's like right under the Lamar or Enfield Bridge or whatever it was. But it gives you a feeling, this footage gives you a feeling of just like, how are these people get trapped in their homes or whatever? How does this happen? It's like, it slowly builds up over time, but then all of a sudden it gets bad very, very quickly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you can just see, like, if we can find the security cam footage that they posted online, you can see just like how, how quickly things go wrong. Yeah, yeah, and he was talking about the like, you know, people getting sucked down or whatever. I remember seeing this thing on Reddit that like totally changed because you know, you do initially have this thing of like, oh, whatever, it's just like some water, you know, like at first. Yeah. And I watched this uh, Reddit of like, so this guy was walking. Uh, and there was just a manhole cover, which oh, he got man, that's swept one away. Of my fears. And it was just terrifying because this dude is walking. It looks like the water's like you know, it's like ankle deep, and then it's just gone because there was a manhole cover that had gotten pulled away, and so all the water's trying to pour into there, but it's high enough so that you he couldn't see it going, and he was just walking, and then gets pulled down, and now he's stuck in the sewers, and it's just like. That shit horrified me. Yeah. yeah. So here's the footage we have. This is the this is a saloon that's just right by the creek, and you can see it's you can hear the rain outside, and the water's been building up, and there it goes. Bam. He oh just, my god. This water just comes flooding and fills the whole place up, takes all the furniture out. Like there's a sign, I guess, going through there. It's like you would have no time to react to that. No. And imagine yeah, if you're if you elderly. Yeah. You know, it's like this is a lot of the stories you what? see about people trapped, and that's chest high. And it's turning. Point. Yeah, it's like violently turning. It's white capping. You know, yeah, in there. Man, that might like. Seems... And that was a creek that overflowed in Austin about two years ago on Memorial Day. Yeah. yeah. It seems like that. Let's like, see. Ugh, like, I don't know. It's weird, but I have this weird fear of being in a boat that capsizes and turns upside down, and then you, you know, you go. You think you're going up, but you're not really. You're going to the bowels of the ship. Yeah. And like as it's going down, and that's like, a very specific fear. I have a lot of have specific fears. I mean, there's a lot. Like it's in a lot of movies. I like, mean, well, it's, because it happened. You know, it's, it's happened a lot since you know shipping and stuff like that. But like, man, that kind of being that swirling water and stuff just reminds me of just being trapped in those kinds of mm. situations. well, one of the and there's a lot of really great stories of humanity and you know people reaching out to each other. Uh, did you grow up in the Houston area? Yeah, yeah, south southeast Houston. There's a great guy. I just wanna. I just want to call out. Uh, there's a guy that I grew up watching. He he's a local businessman. He always sponsored everything, like sponsored the, even like the shitty wrestling shows back <laughs> in the late '80s that I watched. Uh, his name is Mattress Mac. Mattress he, Mac. Yeah, yeah, he runs Gallery Furniture in Houston, and he has gotten some national notoriety because when this happened, he turned his delivery trucks loose to be rescue vehicles. He opened all of his furniture stores where people could come as a shelter. I saw that. Yeah, that's him. And this guy's like, he's like this legend in Houston that if you grew up in Houston, you know mm -hmm. Mattress Mac and you love this guy. And it's so interesting to see other people discover him. He's just this complete humanitarian. I saw National Guard people sleeping on his mattresses, mm -hmm. I think. And, you know, it's just, you know, they're covered in mud, blah, blah, blah. And just all, I mean, it looked like the nicest barracks you'd ever seen because yeah. it's just, Pillow top mattresses and these National Guards people. And this guy, so. like, who built a business from nothing. Like, he has yeah. this furniture empire in Houston. And he would, they, it, well, while he had this, like, mattress smack identity, he would, like, literally go out in a mattress, where, like, carved the part out for his face. And he would, like, wear a mattress <laughs> and go around it. Like, he, oh, yeah. he just would do anything to promote his business, you know? Yeah. That yeah. was the catchphrase gonna save you money. Yeah, he had gonna this, save you money. And he's got, he had a handful of money to show he, you. It always seemed like he, yeah, he just, Super know, passionate, he, super passionate yeah, guy. Dude. I, you know what? I understand. I, 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 I might be misremembering this, but I think he was like executive produced the Chuck Norris movie with the kids in it. What was that called? Do you remember that? The one where the kids dreaming of Chuck Norris. Sidekicks. Sidekicks. Oh, sidekicks. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's him. Yeah. Like what? he just got interested in like making movies and was like, 
you know? He's no just like, way. Well, it's just like, you would totally expect it to, like, this, like, down-to-earth dude is just like, he's a big Chuck Norris fan, you know what I mean? It just, like, makes sense to me. Well, you Chuck know? Norris huh. was always running around Houston for a while there, and he was, you know, any kind of big business owner, I'm sure, would meet him and be like, and Chuck Norris is like, I got this movie I'm going to be in. It needs mattresses. <laughs> you know? I, I, I should look it up. I don't actually know what mattress Max, Jim McInvale. He provided the crash pads. Yeah. The mattresses. These are double pillow top. <laughs> Save yeah. you money. Yeah. No, this is a, there was a lot of reaching out in here. It's been, man, uh, it's it's been nice to see these, you know, all the pictures coming out of it and, and just people helping each other. Some of the pictures, though, and you've probably seen, uh, you guys have seen this picture before. Every time there's a flood anywhere or a hurricane or anything like that, people Photoshop the shark in the water, like <laughs> yeah. going down the road. And every every time it's like, and look, there's bull sharks on I-10. It's like, fucker. Since like '99 <laughs> or something, yeah. since the Photoshop was around, they always put the sharks, you know, in the water. It's like eh, just, you know. Yeah, if people are having enough trouble, and that they don't need that. They don't need sharks. They don't the need water. that. And also, you're not you're not seeing a foot and a half down in flood water. You know, right. it's not. It's like runoff water. It's got tons of dirt in it, among other things. You know, you're not going to be able to see to the bottom and see a shark like swimming right. around. It's not right. going to like a great white looking shark. But, but, just, Right. See, that's people. the kind of shit that gets my mom all the time because like she's like her te technological achievement over the past few years is that she uses Facebook now mm -hmm. and there's so much fake news uh, stories and pictures and things that get posted to there that she thinks are real like she'll send me an onion article and I'm like ma onion it's it's, it's not real don't mm -hmm. it's what's the one but, that where it's like there's some story that went around for a while that you you could jump really high on a certain day because gravity on Earth was going to be less. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was like people. a real thing. And I remember someone was telling me about it. It's like, yeah, you know, it's coming up. We're going to be able to jump really high that day. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> well, well, you could, well, you could do something nice for people on those days. Chris. Yeah. <laughs> you could get them some flowers from Pro Flowers while they hit their personal record in jump height. <laughs> this episode of the Rishi the Podcast is brought to you by Pro Flowers. Pro Flowers wants to help you surprise someone for no reason at all while also surprising you with a special deal for our listeners. Get 20% off of any of their unique summer rose bouquets or any other bouquet of $29 or more. Their colorful rainbow roses are always a hit if you aren't sure what to send someone. Pro flowers, bouquets. Am I saying bouquets weird? I feel like it's I am. It's bouquet. You say, no, how do you say it? <laughs> bouquet. Bouquet, right? I'm yeah. saying it right. I'm saying it right. Yeah. Well, good. Proflowers bouquets are guaranteed to stay fresh for at least seven days or your money back, and you control the delivery date. And Proflowers gives you more bloom for your buck, big, beautiful flowers with more stems for your money. To get 20% off summer roses or any other bouquet of $29 or more, go to proflowers.com and use our code TEETH at checkout. That's proflowers.com, code TEETH. Don't wait to make someone's day. That's proflowers.com, code is TEETH. Thanks, guys. Thanks to Pro Flowers for supporting the podcast. We should get. I, oh, I had to really. It's really hard not to make a bukkake joke. <laughs> oh. Well, good thing you didn't. Now they have one more thing to edit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good lord! You know what's wrong with you? We we should uh, we should get Max some flowers. What's that? We should get Max some flowers. I, think I don't know. If, like I don't know if he's the kind of guy who would like. Want you, Mac? Wouldn't want you to do anything for him. You know, he's like such a giving person. It seems like no, Max. Oh, Max. Oh, get yeah. Max. I thought you meant yeah. Max. Max. Yeah, oh, sorry. Like, yeah. 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 Let's get Max some flowers. Yeah, I like we'll that. Max some flowers. Yeah. He, he contributed heavily to today's podcast. <laughs> uh, Emphasis you know, on the heavily. <laughs> Weighted. Uh, <laughs> oh, that was a ball joke, not a weight joke. So. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it's interesting. Uh, Chris, uh, I was telling Chris how, like, I gave some um, money to some of the hurricane uh, relief organizations or whatever. And, and Chris, is like, you know, you could just 
you just give it to your mom if you wanted to. I didn't even think about that. Like, I guess like I, it's a weird thing. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I get it. I get it. You know, give it to everyone else or like, you know, my mom lost quite a bit, you know, and it's like, well, do I help her out? Or like, I, I don't know, like what, I don't know exactly what the right path is It is strange that. when you're at a, a, an emergency of this magnitude, you probably know someone that you could help directly. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I was like, man, I, we, I feel like I know several people that could be helped directly, but it's, it's a weird, you also need to help the, the, the agencies that save in those environments. Well, there's a, an economies of scale, exactly. right? So like, you know, True. you're also people are affected on different levels. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So your ten dollars that goes to, you know, name your organization uh, may get them more than if I give my mom ten bucks, she's like, oh, well, all right, great. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, it's fine, yeah. but yeah. get some toilet paper or something. I don't know. Um, yeah, but there's a really easy way if you want to support the Red Cross. Uh, I did it. Uh, you can text, and I'll look this up so we get the right information like here. Nine zero six. Uh, I want to see. Now nah, let's look at the right one. Right <laughs> across text. Close. Let's see what it is. Nine zero nine nine. Oh, it's on screen. You're yep. the best, man. Thank you so much. Uh, to text Harvey at nine zero nine nine, and you can donate ten dollars. Does it automatically? I did it. You do it, and then it comes back to you and says, uh, "You thanks. You've uh, agreed to donate money to the Red Cross," mm-hmm. and then you just have to reply yes. To it as well. They should put a uh, zip code in it on some. Hey, Patrick, can we get you on the sidecar to talk about some stuff we've got coming up too? Uh, yeah. So we're working on some things as well. I mean, obviously, um, you know, we're based in Texas. We're in Austin. Uh, we were very, very fortunate to uh, be on the fringe of this unprecedented storm. But even just being on the fringe of it, we got, like you were saying, all the rainfall we normally get in a year. Um, you know, there were people whose lives here were affected. Um, on, on a personal level, it's like I had to go to this thing. I tried to, I had this, uh, um, job, this hosting job that I had and it was in Las Vegas where I just got back from and I had to go to it. It's like, there was like so many promotion around it and everything. And if there was any possibility that I could, you know, go, I, I, I had an obligation to do it, but there were so many times where it's like, I don't, I don't feel like I can leave my house right now and everything. And the universe was telling me not to go, uh, because I had three flight cancellations out of, Austin had to oh, f- drive to Dallas and then got delayed two more flights. Then another flight got canceled and finally got out at like 9 p.m. to go to this thing. So it was just like even just being on the fringe, it like it paralyzed so many different things. And then for the people who were in the middle of this, you know, it's just it's it's life changing to say the least. And so, Patrick, what's the what's the plan right now for uh we are putting together a GoFundMe page okay. to uh, help out a, a charity. We're still deciding on which charity. Probably by the time this airs, we'll have it set. Got it. So the description and link will be on the screen right here. Got it. And in the description as well. So uh, if you're listening to the podcast, just uh, go to our link dump and it'll be there as well. Yeah. And, you know, we, we're, we're, you know, we're trying to do this as carefully as we can. You know, it's like a lot of times when you try to raise charity, you want to make sure it's going in the right way. Uh, we have a lot of experience doing it with Extra Life. Uh, and some other charity work that we've done, and uh, you guys work with Stack Up a lot as well. You're saying uh, it was, I think it was an RT initiative. Was it was the, Stack, the, the up, Stack was? Up thing? Yeah, yeah we, we got we were part of that because of you guys. Yeah, so the uh, you know it's one of those things where we do have a lot of experience doing. We have people here that you know 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 how to handle that and do things in the right way. So we're just trying to do whatever we can to help out. Yeah, and we we jumped onto the Red Cross uh, texting donation because that was the thing that was set first, and we could get onto it quickly. And um, you know we've had some time to kind of look at all the charities and see where we can help the most. Yeah. So that's what we're doing next. 
Cool. Okay. And in the meantime, if you're you know looking for some, hopefully that link that we have will be you know something that you can contribute to. But there's a lot of different ways that you can help out uh, if you're concerned about the people whose lives were affected in Hurricane Harvey. Um, you know, I mean, even as simple if you live in the U.S., you know, there's you know disaster relief funding that is provided by the government. You know, those kinds of things. It's like now you know what they're for. You know, when you see something like this, we, we organizations like FEMA uh, that helped out people recover from Katrina. You know, and then they come help people. Now we don't know. I mean, we're sitting here recording this uh, late in the week, Friday when we're recording this, Monday when it airs. We don't even know what the situation will be. We're still mm-hmm. in the process of all figuring out as this water recedes, just what is what is left for not just Houston, but a lot of cities along the Gulf Court, Gulf Coast, uh, Rockport that was hit heavily by the hurricane itself, Corpus Christi, Mustang Island, right? Bo- yeah, yeah, just Beaumont, right? Chris, yeah, you said? I think so. Yeah, pretty oh, much. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's just a lot of it. I really, I didn't see this, and I wish somebody had done it. You kind of lose perspective for how big the storm is just because of how big Texas is. For something to affect most of the Gulf Coast of Texas, if they laid New England over that, it would literally be every state in New England, I mm-hmm. think. You know, and I haven't seen that. I would I would like to see someone if this had hit another part of the US. It's like they, people just keep saying Texas. You tend to think, oh, it's one city. It's not. It's an enormous, yeah. enormous amount of land and a huge amount of people that are affected. Houston's now the third largest city in the nation. Yeah. It's finally passed uh, Chicago, from what I understand. Oh, so, wow. I, even though uh, on a smaller scale, too, helping out wise, uh, if you're in Houston or thereabouts, like um, a friend of mine uh, is helping people with their houses tear out, like, uh, you know, the rubbish that's in there and help them, you know, with the flood and everything. Like, if you see someone, uh, you know, a neighbor, and I, again, you have to be local or whatever the case is, but, like, you can just go and help them, you know, and they'll, mm-hmm. they'll be appreciative of it, you know, clearing stuff. And, and, and a house, when it gets flooded, is just full of just shit. Just mud and grass and everything's ruined and blah, blah, blah. And if you can, you know, help your neighbor, that goes a long way. Yeah, and it's like, I I don't want to get too preachy here or anything like that. But also, even if you're not anywhere near the area and you're just like on social media, I read a really interesting perspective of someone uh, who was talking about being in a situation where they didn't, their power was out. All they had was their phone, right? And so they were trying to get information as quickly as they could. One of the things that they used in order to do that for quick dissemination of information was Twitter. But they kept getting in the hashtag and the hashtags for their crisis were filled with people just saying, oh, look at this crazy picture of this thing and hashtagging the thing or saying, I'm praying for the victims, you know, right. and then all this Look stuff. at the shark in the water. Yeah, exactly, yeah. like that kind of stuff. And, uh, or even like calling it out, like, can you believe somebody photoshopped this thing, Harvey? Yeah. And it's like, the people don't need that. In a time of crisis, to let people use that hashtag for, you know, things for disseminating information. But then also there's another part of it too, which is just, I, I, was, really, I was really shocked by it. And it just, I guess it shows the disconnect of people of who have never been in a crisis. But I saw people posting, like I was, I saw a post by uh, Casey Neistat and he said, my wife's 70 year old father is trapped in his house. Here's his address. Can someone please help him? And it was just like people saying, oh my gosh, I wish I could do something, you know, that kind of thing. Normal expressions and reply. A couple people in there saying, oh my God, I'm in the area. I'll see what I can do. But then there was also a group of people that were just like, why didn't you evacuate? It's like, dude, uh, yeah. come on. And, or just like, I thought, and I don't know that much about, uh, you know, uh, Casey's life, but apparently it's part of his vlog. It must have come up. Somebody was even like, isn't your father-in-law a doctor? You should be smarter than this. It's like, dude, oh, just yeah. shut the fuck up. That's Sometimes you can really help out by just not saying a fucking thing. Also, that's just, victim blaming. And it is. is and it's like, what are you contributing yeah. there? It's just like, it's it, it these situations, they come out of nowhere. Nobody told Houston to evacuate. Nobody right. told us to evacuate in Austin. That that storm takes a left. We're, I mean, our houses are all gone. And right. we mm-hmm. this production, we're not having it this week because this place is underwater. You know what I mean? 
I mean, they specifically didn't tell Houston to evacuate because like when that happened with Katrina and, and people were evacuating, people were getting killed in their cars because yeah. of the floodwaters. Mm -hmm. And it's like there was a reason why they didn't do that. You know, I mean, I, I Government's always stuck on the highway, yeah. which is now underwater. Well, it's yeah. easier on day four of a hurricane to predict what the hurricane was going to do. Right. It's not so easy on the T-minus one day to say, okay, the hurricane's going to go here, and then it's going to take a hard right and go up the coast. They don't know it's going to happen. Plus, you there's know? a person that has to go like, yeah, evacuate the six million people from yeah. the city. You know, right. like, who, yeah, yeah. you're going to be sure, or at least, I don't know. As confident as you can be. Before safe, you say yeah, it's, like it's much harder to be safe than sorry when you're dealing with a million. Also, when you've lived years. somewhere for 30 or 40 years of your life, it's hard to imagine two days it could be underwater. Yeah. Like right. that you live in like, you know, just chest deep in water. It's just hard for anyone to imagine that that could take mm -hmm. place. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's not. I mean, Houston does have a history of hurricanes, but this we've never seen anything like that. Yeah. All, all I'm saying is like there's there's definitely a time for jokes. And as comedians, I would definitely say that, the, you know, when there's dark parts of our history that you can go back and make jokes about it. 9-11 being the big one is like people got very sensitive about jokes after the fact. Once a crisis is occurring, I can absolutely say that's not the time to be standing around yep. making jokes, coming up with the hottest take of what's going on. It's just uh, I was super disappointed to see some of that stuff. It's the internet yeah. and the anonymity that people get, and they feel like they can just say whatever they want. I was you know, amazed. I, mean, I, I was I was legitimately amazed, and I've you know I've seen a lot of stuff on the internet, as you know my search history will now say <laughs> today's podcast. All right, cool. Uh, anything else? Final thoughts? Anybody? All right. Well, anything that you can do to help contribute to the GoFundMe page that uh, we've set up, uh, we'll make sure that those donations get into the right hands that can help people that are affected by Hurricane Harvey. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll see you next week.